Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good. From scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So, hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored, where we're always connecting to discover the faithfulness of God. So, hey, I am super excited to introduce you to Amberly Meese. She has been a speaker on some of our virtual events, and not only is she a hoot, but oh my gosh, the depth of her um, just wisdom from God, from everything she's been through, is amazing. So before I roll our conversation, let me give her a proper introduction. So Amberly Niece is a popular speaker, teacher, comedian, author, and all-around encourager dedicated to helping you become the joyful person you were created to be. She helps people like you and your group experience the freedom found in meaningful relationships with God and others. Her Bible study, The Belonging Project, Finding Your tribe and learning to thrive was released right at the beginning of the pandemic by Abington Press. Her latest study, Common Ground, Loving Others Despite Our Differences, and a devotional called The Friendship Initiative, 31 Days of Loving and Connecting Like Jesus, both came out last May of 2021. Amberly is a featured speaker for the Aspire Women's Events and main host and female comedian for Marriage Date Night. Those are two popular Christian events that tour nationally. She and her husband have two teenagers and live in Prescott, Arizona, where they enjoy the great outdoors, the Food Network, and all things Star Wars. So let's roll that conversation. You're gonna love her. Well, Amberly, welcome to the Redeemed and Restored broadcast. It is such an honor to have you with us. 
especially after having you at the Greater Things Conference where you are an absolute hit. I am just super excited to share your story with our listeners today. It is such an honor. I have to say, I loved playing in the sandbox that that conference was. What a gift that was. It was such an encouragement to me uh, as an author and a speaker, but uh, also to be able to do that. Thank you. I really, I really appreciated being part of what I felt like was an incredible conference and an incredible bang for people's bucks for sure. Um, And so I'm thrilled to be a part of this. Yes. Well, we are so glad to have you. So we've all got multiple stories in our lives of when God redeems and restores. So I just want to give you the freedom to be able to share whichever story uh, Mm -hmm. God is giving you to share today so that you can just give a glimpse so we can see how God has worked in your life, redeeming and restoring. So I want to start with a story about my mother-in-law and not every good story starts that way. I'm just going to say, but um, in this particular case, my mother-in-law was getting her master's degree in counseling when Scott and I were first dating. And at the time I thought it was a brilliant idea to help her with her homework, whatever I could do to get in on her good side. And she had this plethora of homework that she needed to do, and she could not do it on family members. And because Scott and I were not married yet, I qualified. So at the time, again, in retrospect, maybe not the smartest, but at the time I thought, this is great. I'd love to help her. This will, this will work out beautifully. And I remember the assignment that she did where she took an eight and a half by 11 blank sheet of paper. And she said, will you help me with my homework today? I said, sure. And she said, this one's easy. I said, great. She said, if you will just take this piece of paper, please, and would you draw a tree? And I said, oh, Jan, I am the worst artist ever. And she said, no, no, no. Like, it's not about your artist work. And I said, no, I mean, like, I can't do a stick figure without stumbling. Like, I'm the worst. And she said, it's really not about the artistry. Just draw a tree for me. So... I acquiesce and I draw a tree and I actually love trees. I was glad it was trees. She asked me to draw. I love trees. I love when they have personality. I love when they have gnarly roots and it looks like lots of weathering that's happened. And so when I drew my tree, it had these cool roots that came up and um, some interesting bark. I, I made really healthy foliage. I wanted a healthy tree. And then I put a circle in the middle, like a, a knot in the tree, as it were. And I thought, of course, in my mind, my literary brain, I'd read too much Winnie the Pooh. So I thought for sure that there was some kind of, you know, animal living in that cute little hole in my tree, in that little knot. And uh, and I, you know, when I was done, I actually thought to myself, hey, you can actually tell this is a tree. This is better than my average uh, work. And she said, okay, so let me just tell you what this what this assignment was about. She said, this tree is you. I said, what? She said, yes, this tree is you. Some things that she said that she was really encouraged by, she said, I appreciate the fact that it's in the very middle of the paper. It's large and it's healthy and it's and it's vibrant and it's growing. She said, that's really exciting. She said, but interestingly enough, none of your roots go down deep. They go wide, but they don't go deep. And with the background from which I came, you know what, that was kind of right on. And I know that this was psychology and that this was just one theory, but I thought, huh, that's really interesting. She said, I love that your foliage is so healthy and, and, uh, 
so I thought, okay, extra points for the woman who may be my future mother-in-law. And then she said, so what's the knot there in the middle of the tree? And I said, oh, it's just a, I think that adds character. And I just thought it would be cool that it might be an, you know, an animal living in that, in that tree. And she said, okay, but if this is you, if the tree is you, what is this knot? And it was like a Barbara Walters special. Those of you who are old enough to know, to remember Barbara Walters, Athena, I, no disrespect, but I know we are, um, we're on the same page here. We'd watch some Barbara Walters specials where she would ask a question and it would clean the clock emotionally of the person she was interviewing. Whether it was famous boxers or famous politicians, she had this gift to ask that question. And when my mother-in-law asked me that question, it was like Barbara Walters special. The tears started coming and the first thing that came to my mind is my parents' divorce. I mean, I feel like I had a, a really, um, there's some interesting things in my childhood, but for the most part, the part that really rocked, that really gave me this kind of knot was the divorce of my parents. I mean, I just boohooed. I got a good boohoo out of it. But what was interesting to me at the time, at the time I was in youth ministry, I was really involved in youth ministry. And I started thinking this through. It wasn't just the one homework assignment for her. It became an assignment for me. I started thinking through, huh? Well, if we believe that God works all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, then even my knots can be used for his glory. And wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know that the story from my life, the, the uh, anecdote or the part of my life to which the students in my youth group could most relate was that not, was that my parents had been divorced. It was the part that God was able to use to bring his glory out of it. And what's interesting to me is that's not really my story about redemption, although God did redeem that for sure, and he definitely restored it. But the big one for me came years later when Scott and I had been married many years, we actually were married nine years before we had our first successful pregnancy that carried all the way through. We could get pregnant. We just couldn't stay pregnant. And I remember the time that we were the most, like we'd gone past the first trimester. So we were pretty confident that this, this one was going to stick. And we were really excited about it. Scott and I were both in full-time ministry at the time. And, um, and we miscarried. And I was devastated. And of course, in retrospect, I can totally see where that is a knot in my tree that God will use to show his face to people who need it. One out of every three women can relate to that heartache. But for me, it was crushing. But for me, the way that God restored it, yes, I do have children. Praise the Lord. We went on to have two children, two healthy, wonderful, uh, I'm crazy about them, kids. But what he restored actually was our ministries, because Scott and I, Scott had grown up the, the, the son of a marriage and family counselor and a pastor. And he was pretty, it was pretty much like the, the, uh, the Cleaver family, right? For Jesus, the Cleaver family for Jesus. And I was like the Adams family, uh, for sure. The, the family that I came from for sure. Um, but I always thought all I had to know were the right scriptures, were the right answers. I just had to give people answers. That's what was going to help people in their time of need. So what I discovered in that time when it comes to uh, restoration for sure and redemption was that some of the most profound ministry for me 
was ladies who were just willing to sit with me, who would make me hot tea and who would rub my head. And um, I got a lot of hair. So rubbing my head is actually a huge act of service for me. It's kind of like the Holy of Holies where you tie a rope around somebody's waist to send them into the Holy of Holies. I feel that way if you're going to try to rub this head because there's a lot of hair in the way. But ladies would just sit with me and they would cry with me. They would they would sit in my grief and they didn't need to have any answers. They know Jesus and they know he's the answer. But they didn't feel a need to overemphasize the scripture and underemphasize the person who is hurting. And for me, that was so, so restorative, so redemptive. And again, um, with my husband's background, I think he felt like he could check all the boxes that he knew how to do ministry. And yet it was people ministering to us for that time um, that made the largest impact, even more than Bible college on how to love people well. And so um, that's my story of redemption. That's my story of, of truly receiving the grace of God and being able to administer it to others in its various forms. And, and, I, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for it. I really am. Hmm. Well, that is just so powerful because, it, you know, as the church isn't really that great at acknowledging pain and trauma. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, time heals all wounds. Or I mean, that's not even in the Bible, but just we get awkward because we don't really know. It's kind of like if we acknowledge your pain, then we might have to feel it ourselves. And so we dance around yes. figuring out what can we say that won't open up this thing that's in us even. And really? My goodness. And yet, and and yet again God desires to use those knots in our lives yes. to yes. to encourage others out of the comfort we ourselves have received. Now, it might not be physical miscarriage, but it might be hope miscarried. Mm -hmm. It might be, you know, relationships miscarried where you know, I don't totally understand, but I can certainly come along somebody and sit with them, cry with them, um empathize with them. So Early, um, Athena, I know that you probably um, <clears throat> were, were on the, um, the circuit probably at one time when there was a season, and we can all confess it because it, it, was, it was pretty hairy, uh, all puns intended, where um, speakers on the Christian circuit would use glamour shots as their, like on all of their promo material, authors and speakers would don this huge hair, lots of hairspray, lots of product lots of makeup. And, um, during that and time, big boa. Oh big yes. Boa. The big boa. Yeah. I, how, how could I forget the boa? I don't know what I was thinking. So what's interesting about those glamour shots that wasn't just about the photography, it was about the expectations that many churches put on speakers and authors when it came to being perfect. Like to say I'm struggling with this was just not said from platforms or or um, podiums. It just wasn't, and um, except by me. I mean, I'm sure there were many like me, but I was one of those people that said, "Oh no, 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 please, I I need Jesus." Like I'm so clear. I always say I'm a mess. That's why I need a Messiah. I mean, we are broken people, and as a communicator of God's grace. I am totally fine saying, yeah, I don't have it all together. 
I, I, I'm, you know, um, and so, um, but what is interesting to me is, um, when I would get feedback from ladies, like we were expecting somebody who would be a little bit more pristine in their faith and less, you know, it's not like I was having a, um, a therapy session with them. I was just being candid about my journey. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I had a really interesting conversation about my ministry, about my speaking ministry, because I thought maybe I just need to stop. Maybe I'm just not a good fit for the, for the church. And he was saying, no, you, you're gifted by the Holy Spirit. Of course, you're the right fit for the church. He said, but you just have the ministry of Thomas. And I said, I don't know what that means. And he said, well, it wasn't miracle, the miracles that Jesus did that made him real, right? It, Jesus fed thousands and and he still had doubt. And he he watched Jesus heal people and he still had doubt. But it, it was Jesus's wounds that made him real to Thomas. And what's cool about uh, being restored and redeemed, our stories being restored and redeemed, those knots in our life, is that it it truly is some of our wounds that will make Jesus the most clear and the most real to the people around us. And that to me is a story of redemption. No matter what your story looks like, he's got plans for that story. And it is to encourage other people and not about how awesome we are or how much we have it together, but how great he is. Absolutely. And, you know, we think, and, and this is where God just had to like, show me how wrong I was. No, people are not going to relate to our mountaintop experiences. And how, when we have it all together and when God is just blessing us and just, it's just over, it's like, he can't do enough good stuff for us that they don't relate to that. They relate to our pain yes, and our valleys. So if yes. we don't talk about it, and we just only talk about the stuff that makes us look good, then we are, we're alienating them from Jesus when we do that. True, 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 true. I mean, if we, if you even think, Athena, the Bible verses of stories that were, are the most impactful to you, right? It's, it's the ones that, it's the woman who touches the hem of his garment. It is the, the woman at the well who's so desperate for someone to just love her for her. It's the, those are the stories that to me continually grip my heart. Not that every story doesn't have its place. It does, but the narratives of God coming in and doing something miraculous and cleaning house in a person's life. Those are the stories that rock my socks. And I know it's the same when we write and when we speak, when we tell our, when we're brave enough to tell our story and give him the glory for it. I think he wants to use those knots. He wants to restore and redeem those knots for his glory. And that's exciting. Absolutely. And there is no pain that he wastes. We're Absolutely. able to be Jesus with skin on when Absolutely. we share our pain with yes. others and give them hope that, you know what, you can come out the other side. God, God can use that to yeah. just redeem and sanctify and do all yes. sorts of great work. Yes. In a, in an age where, we like to edit out when we take a picture. You're so fun with the pictures. Always the, you do this fun, like, yeah, I don't, I don't do, I don't, I don't really like all the pictures all that much, but I will tell you, I love the edit feature on my filters with my social media. Cause if there's something I don't like, like, oh, look, there was a second chin. Let's edit that out. Oh, we can, I, I don't like the way that the shirt looked. Let's edit that out. We edit out a lot. And yet God is saying, no, no, no. That's the stuff I want to use 
It's not mm. the picture perfect stuff that I want to use. I want to use that stuff that you're trying to edit out and not let people see. That's the stuff I want to use. And woo, that's, that's how so great only God can work all those things for good. That's all I have to say. Absolutely. And he wants to, and he's waiting to. Yes. And that's why I just love having that attitude that, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me here from this yep. hard situation? Because yep. I don't want to go through it for nothing. I want to go through it and grow. Yeah. It feels like a knot, but you know, again, uh, knots can be used for his glory. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to, to share this story of, of true redemption and restoration. I love it. So if we have some ladies on here who would like to just connect with you either on social media or on your website, what's the best way for them to do that? So they can go to amberlyneese.com. And if they go to amberlyneese.com backslash join, they can sign up for my newsletter. And I actually have a free gift called 50 Ways to Initiate Great Connections with Others. And I would love, love, love to keep the communication going. I'd love to hear about their stories and, and hear about how God has redeemed and restored the areas in their life. So I would love for that to happen. I'd love to know how to pray for people and uh, I'd love to continue the conversation. Amen. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, uh, pinch hitting this weekend for Aspire, getting ready to go on stage when you weren't planning it for this weekend. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We just, God bless your ministry. Thank you, Athena. God's blessings on yours. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who can use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.